Wagaka. So this is the probably the thirty-eighth um, rain retreat of this monastery, and the during the first rain retreat, if I remember correctly, it was about eight monks here and one novice. And there was Tan Ajahn Anan, Ajahn Somchai, and some other monks, one novice, and that was in the year 1985. And so after that, and the number of monks steadily grew, some branch monasteries uh, were established. And this year we've had uh, more monks than before. So maybe five years ago, there was about 50 monks who spent the rains. This year, it's about 60 monks um, after you know, the period of COVID over the last few years. And so we'll enter the rains here, make that determination. And we do that for the sake of building goodness, being determined in that over these next three months. So the boundary of the monastery we're probably aware of that. Uh, there's the monastery gate where the guard Kuti is, and then there's the fence which leads around uh, to Ajahn Choi's Kuti. And uh, then on the other side, there's the lay people's area, and on the back of the monastery, it's uh, where the mountain starts. And so this is. Um, and roughly the area of the monastery, the boundaries where the monks' kutis are. And so before the sun rises, before dawn, we should be within the area of the monastery. And if there's some special reasons, then we're able to leave, but for no longer than seven days, so such as if our parents are unwell, or if there is some work concerning the Buddha-sasana, and then we're able to stay outside of the monastery for a brief period of time. But other than that, we should be here, um, in this monastery, or we could call it Vihara as well. We could take Akuti to be a Vihara. So when we make the determination uh, to spend the rains, we do that together, and then we should also make that determination within our kutis as well afterwards. And that's how Venerable Ajahn Chah taught. And it gives us a sense of firmness to really stay here during this rains. We set our hearts on chanting, on meditating, on keeping the standards of practice and the ascetic practices. And so on the lunar observance days, you can try going without sleep for one night. And in the past, there have been many monks who have done this, and they've done it um, even for every night for periods of years. So there's uh, Grubatat and Gruba Frederick, who've been going for maybe two or three years now, not lying down. So for us, if we go for just one night without, without lying down, it's not all that hard, and we won't die because of it. And so we should you know, really be sincere in this, you know, really kind of try and take these practices on. If we're someone who likes to eat a lot, then we can determine to eat just 49 
mouthfuls of food, or 40 or 30 mouthfuls. And then through that, um, our bodies will become lighter, they're more suitable for meditation. And we also lose some weight as well, and so the illnesses that we have should reduce. We can eat all of our food just in the one vessel. And that one vessel it, um, doesn't include our bowl lid. Um, so we just put everything within the bowl itself. So the fruits and the soup dishes and noodles, all of that goes within the bowl. There's also determining to eat just at the one time, in one sitting. So if we get up, then we don't eat any further. And this is a practice to cut off any worries about food and for us to be able to practice more. And so these are some of the ascetic practices um, that have come down to us. They're kind of a tradition we can keep. And there was one time, the early days of this monastery, the many monks staying up on one of the lunar observance days, practicing together. This was down at the Eaton Hall. And then you know, during the night, there was this green light that appeared. So all the monks, they were staying up, they weren't medita- uh, they were meditating. And so this really kind of miraculous um, occasion happened. There was this amazing light that appeared. So we should set our hearts on practicing. The monks um, who have spent a while here, they should be good examples. Speaking just a little bit, not speaking loudly. And for those newer monks who are spending the rains, and they also need to spend some of that time studying as well, studying the Vinaya, studying Dhamma, um, training to write essays on Dhamma. And so there are some monks who give up their time in order to teach um, the Vinaya and the Dhamma. At 1 p.m., uh, the new monks will meditate together, and then at 2 p.m. they'll gather together and study the Vinaya. And then before the end of the rains, we'll take the first level of the Dhamma examinations. And for the most part, the monks here pass those. So we should set our hearts on that. If we have any friends who are unwell, then we should tell um, some of the other monks so that they know about it. Um, and in the morning, there'll be a monk who has the duty to um, check the names of uh, the monks who are present in the morning, uh, just to kind of check up on them. And if there are one or two monks who we don't know where they are, then we should um, see uh, if they're okay. Because it can be dangerous that there can be big branches that fall onto monks' huts, or there are snakes as well. So we should help to look out for one another. And also if there are any issues with the water supply or with the electricity, then we should hurry up to tell the monks in charge. Because if a water pipe breaks and then the whole of uh, that tank 
all the water in it leaks out, um, then that's you know, quite a waste. And it requires electricity to pump the water back into it. So all of us should help to look out for these things. We should all consider ourselves to be the abbot of the monastery as well. It's not that kind of we don't have the duty to uh, look out or pay attention to these things. And so now we will start the ceremony for determining the rents. So the ceremony today for determining the rains was very quickly, went by very quickly. Usually it's uh, a lot, it takes more time than this. So this determination is something that's very important. So I've determined to spend the rains here. So there's the determination of the Buddha, his resolution that he had to develop his Bharami to become the fully self-awakened Buddha. So he had that great determination, and then he also followed up on that with his practice, with his actions. So this was a determination that he made to attain to something, to become something. And for the monastics here, we're making this determination um, to spend the rains here in order to practice, in order to meditate. So we can resolve to um, awake at 4 a.m. And we need to, to be resolved on that, to make that determination, so that it's something that we're really firmly set in to go to the morning chanting. And if we don't make it there in time, if we're just concerned with our sleep, then we need to kind of torture ourselves a bit. So we can be determined that if that happens, if we're late to the chanting, then we just eat rice for that day. And it's not appropriate for us in that instance um, to be eating all the side dishes and the curries and the fruits and the desserts. Because the lay people, they manage to obtain those things they've offered to us through their faith and through a lot of difficulty. That they've offered um, this money for the electricity and the water bills. And we shouldn't get in debt to them. But if we consume these things um, through this kind of distracted delight, just finding pleasure in them, then we will get in debt to them. So we need to contemplate before we consume these four requisites. We also need to train, because it's natural for this mind to have attachments, to have a sense of self, to be lazy, to not want to put forth effort. So we need to train ourselves to wake up in the morning. And this is one of the duties of the monks. We start our morning chanting at 5am, so we should be up by 4am to prepare for that. And students in Bangkok 
they have to wake up at 5 a.m. in order to get ready to go off to school. So for the monks, we should be able to wake up by 4 a.m. For some who have efforts, then they wake up at 3 a.m. And that's what happens at Wat Nambapong, Ajahn Chah's monastery. We can kind of get up maybe 30 minutes before 4 a.m. and maybe 3.30 or 3.45 and then go to sleep at about 10 p.m. And that's enough sleep. And if we count the amount of rest that we get during the day and the night, it shouldn't be any more than five and a half hours. But we're still young, we still have the energy to do that. So we should try and train ourselves in this way. To get our minds um, so that they have fear of the dangers of the cycle of samsara. And we are summoners, and one way of translating that is those who beg, those who ask for things. But a deeper translation is those who see the danger in the cycle of birth and death. We've set our hearts on ordaining. Maybe it's just a temporary ordination. Maybe we're going to be monks for a long time. But we need to be firm and to have our goals. But they say that when someone's newly ordained, they're really close to Nibbāna. But the longer they stay in the robes, the further away from Nibbāna they get. This is um, a saying that people have. But really, we should all be firm in this practice, set our hearts on it, before this conditioned body deteriorates. And I've asked many people, and they say that once they get to the age of 90 or above, then they just don't want to walk, they don't want to sit, and just want to lie down. And this effect starts to happen from the age of 80. We want to walk less, like to sit more, like to lie down more. But if we're still quite young, then we're able to walk a lot, we're able to sit a lot, to um, spend this time in meditation, because we have that energy. So we should put our efforts in towards that, have efforts to do walking meditation, sitting meditation. For some people, they don't like sitting a lot, but they feel more skilled at doing walking, and that's just fine, because while they're walking, then their minds can come into peace. But for some people, walking has the effect of scattering the mind, so they should sit for more uh, time than they walk. And while we're walking or sitting, we should have a lot of mindfulness in order to get our minds to a peaceful state. We also have kindness for one another. Use these divine qualities of the Brahma-viharas to take care of our hearts. And we also look after our sila well, all 227 of our precepts. And these have great value, all of these. They're a noble wealth, so we should look after them. And we have received uh, these requisites, and so we should use them 
in order to practice, in order to bring our minds to peace. And we can observe our minds as well. And sometimes they think in a way that is bad, that's harmful. And um, so we call that papa. Or if they think of good thoughts, um, then that is punya, that's meritorious thoughts. And we need to have mindfulness there over our thoughts. The thoughts that are bad, then we shouldn't speak on those or act from them. We should try to put them aside. And as for the meritorious thoughts, then we can uh, allow those to come out through our words and through our deeds, and that's good. So we train ourselves in order to bring about peace. Being aware of um, all of these thoughts that come up in the mind. And we've all had experience of these. There are both these meritorious and demeritorious kinds of thoughts. We should all train in eating little, speaking little, sleeping little, awakening ourselves through our efforts. So may all of us really set our hearts on practicing together during this rains retreat.